Done. Go. Welcome aboard. On this week's episode, Mike gets deep into the Nintendo indie sale. And we talk about the three B's of gaming. Burnout, backlog and balancing. This is Triple XP. Triple XP. Welcome all to episode 28. I'm Shane. This is Mike. All right. And this week we're joined by Cheese yet again. Hi. It's almost Hello. hanging Hi. around like a bad smelling cheese now. Ha ha. Ha The P in triple XP stands for Parmesan. I mean. Good old. I mean, it could. Works for me. <laughs> I do like Parmesan. It's one of, one of my favorite cheeses. So yeah. it's up there. It's pretty delish. I am Italian. Cool. What are you? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't believe this. My grandfather, my grandfather's parents, came from Italy. So. So you're not Italian in any way, shape, or form. A part of your family is from Italy. I have, yes, Italian ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually an interesting story, though, because like the my last name is like a, a pretty well known name in Italy, but it's not really my last name. The cool long mafia story, but oh yeah, yeah. Well, before uh, before cheese incriminates, sorry for another time. <laughs> let's um let's get into what we've been playing, shall we? Cheese, do you want to as as our resident guest? Do you want to kick us off? Resident guest, that's funny. Uh yes. <laughs> As you all know, I do nothing but play Tony Hawk lately. So an update from the episode two weeks ago. I did beat the game with all 24 main characters. Well, 22 main characters and then the two bonus characters and then my two created characters. So technically 26 times. And then I've uh, completed all of the gaps on every level but one of them. So... I've almost 100% that game as 100% as possible. <laughs> when you say gaps, is that like every jump? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, like specific jumps that they've done in the parks. So it's like from one spot to another, then that's a specific gap. So you get like bonus points for doing a trick over that gap. Just think of it as another like collectible. Right, okay. Mm. It's been a long time since I played Tony Hawk. So I was just like, what does he mean by this? You're missing out. You're missing so out, man. Cheese, what's what's the next step? Like after you've completely finished that game, do it again. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> this is so, like, <laughs> yeah, basically. So, I might do it again on the PS5 and stream like a hundred percent playthrough because it's really not that difficult. It would just take a while, but I could probably do it in like a week. Uh, I did just download Horizon Zero Dawn since it's part of the Play at Home PlayStation series or whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm excited to start that. I've never played it. And then uh, Pokemon Snap 2 comes out this Friday. So yeah, I'll that's... probably stop doing everything else and just play Pokemon Snap for as long as I possibly can. That's I completely emptied my rental list and that is the one game that's in there because I'm like, I need it day one. 
Yeah, I need <laughs> to send my back tomorrow. Um, and and there are some games because that's one of the games I do want to play. Although I don't think I'm going to get day one at this point. Hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting a day one. I'll go buy it. We don't do rentals here, so I'll just buy it. Yeah. I I don't know if we've ever asked one. If we have, I I apologize because I forget. Are you a a skateboarding game fan or just a Tony Hawk game fan? As in, have you played like the skate games and the other skateboarding franchises? Yeah, I love all those games. Even like the snowboarding ones. Growing up, we had a game called Johnny Mosley Mad Tricks for oh, playstation yeah. 2 i remember that 100 sounds made up and then there was ssx tricky that was another one that was fun we had a winter x games in espn winter x games video game 2 that was awesome we had a ssx um, great then there was like the sean white snowboarding game which was trash but it was still fun steep is another fun one we had another one that was a wakeboarding game i can't remember what the guy's name was but yeah, Dave Mira biking on PlayStation Two was a fantastic game. One of the only like awesome BMX games that ever came out. Yeah, I remember didn't that. They, it was so good. Didn't they recently announce a new skate? Is it three or four? I don't know how many skates there are. Four. It'll be the fourth one. Yeah, EA I think had created a a new uh, developer, a new studio for those kinds of games going forward. I think is what it was. I think that was my news story when I was on like. Yeah, know, it was a long time ago. ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I love all those games because I'm not even close to being physically able to do any of those tricks or <laughs> like I can do a wheelie on a bike, but that's about it. <laughs> and does that wheelie involve you also falling off the bike or It's happened, but no no major no major injuries to report of. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, you're already doing better more than I could do, so <laughs> you can't ride a bike. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can ride a bike, although I learned <laughs> at a very, very late age. Um, so that... no, you don't know how to ride a bike. No, 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 I do know how to ride a bike now, uh, but yeah. I don't think I learned until I was in like my my mid to late teens. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't know how to swim, and I've told you that before. Um, oh shit! Yeah. To be fair, I'm right with you on that one because I only learned to swim like a few years ago. Well, my argument for swimming is when am I going to need it? I, d I don't go in water. It's true. What? What? Like, just, and just starting like, that but... sentence, my argument for swimming. <laughs> like, yeah. what? <laughs> what am I, a fish? Like, nobody <laughs> exactly. needs that. Well, it's the thing. Like, people are like, what if you go on a boat? It's like, well, I'm on a boat. A boat's, the boat, a boat's sole existence is so that I don't have to swim. Yeah, but and if the like, oh, boat capsizes, you I've either capsize with it or you figure a, it out. If a boat capsizes, and when we're talking about me going on a boat, we're talking about big fuck-off ferries and shit like that. If that thing capsizes, I've got much bigger problems than whether I can swim or not. It's fair. Um, <laughs> if a, same, same argument. I was oh, what if your plane crashes and it lands in the sea? Again, I feel like there's probably bigger issues at hand than whether I'm going to be able to swim, me personally, then maybe the, the fact that the plane's crashed. Um, and it's likely that if you crash anywhere out, out in those areas of the world, like the sea, uh, generally, where, where am I going to swim to? Where, where am I swimming to? Oh, fuck it, like, fuck it Shane, you convinced me. I've, I've wasted my time learning like, to swim. <laughs> it's a waste of time. <laughs> I'm not into it. I can't be bothered. I, I don't see the point of swimming. It's wasted. It's wasted. All right, well, when you drown someday, we'll be like, see, we told them to learn how to swim. I mean, 
if <laughs> if I get into water in a position where I could drown, then it's my own fault, and and I deserve to drown in that case, in that situation. If we ever hang out in real life, I just won't go swimming with you, I guess, or I will to show <laughs> off. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um. Anyway. Should we, should we move on to away from the trials and tribulations of my inabilities to swim? <laughs> um, Mike, you've got quite a long list, but before we go into that, talking about Pokemon, I've been playing Temtem this oh, last nice. week. Um, so it's in early access on PS5 at the moment. Uh, Thirty, I want to say it's thirty-two or thirty-three pound for the early access um, part. So Ryan picked it up. And he was telling me about it, and I was having a few beers one night, and so I immediately bought it because I can't control myself. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> especially when when I've had a beer, I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm buying it." Um, <laughs> it's, in my opinion, a better version of Pokemon. I've said really? it. Really? So, yeah, yeah, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Um, it does. Everything that you, everything that we've said over these episodes since we started this podcast, every single time we've spoken about Pokemon, and we've said that Pokemon, like all the things we've said Pokemon needs to do, Temtem almost does or does. So it, it I, how the how they've not got Zoom, I don't fucking know, because it is literally the same game. Like the storyline is, you wake up in your bedroom family and that are cheering you on to go off and have your adventure and then you get sent to the laboratory where you meet a professor who gives you your first attempt like it's literally minute by minute identical to pokemon <laughs> um but the way that it, so first off there isn't any like super long bullshit story at the beginning it's within five minutes you're out in the world catching pokemon uh, catching temtems like instantly doesn't that, fuck about. That fucks me off about Pokemon games. Like, it takes so long to get into them and get started. Yeah. Whereas literally this is like bish bash gone. Gone. Fuck off. Go catch yeah. the Temtem. Get to it. Um, drop in, drop out co-op. Oh, which is cool. which works really well. So it's a, it's like a big open world and you can see other players running around. Um, you can just join up with your friends. So me and mine, literally straight away, straight off, off the bat, he could join me, team up with me. And because all of the battles are double battles, it basically you send out one Temtem each. Um, it right. scales the battles really well. So even though I was only like level five and six and he was level 22, he was still taking a substantial amount of damage and he still couldn't one hit the enemy, even though they were low level. So it was scaling it really well so that it never felt like he was just whooping everything in one hit. Um, it felt like he had to still put in a little bit of effort. Um, it, the, what was I going to say? The, um, with the online features, any player you come across, not only can you speak, like stop and um, message them, you can trade with them, you can battle them, and it also has ranked competitive battles that you can partake in. And that's all before you even leave the first town. Um, it's the the way that the the moves work is pretty much very similar to to Pokemon, um, but they do this thing where because it's all double battles, where one if you've got one Temtem out and it's got a um, an ability or a class type that is that links in with your other Temtem, they'll do like special moves. 
So for example, you could have a water temtem that does like a water gun and then you've got a fire temtem and there'll be certain moves. So if you use like the water gun with a specific fire temtem out, it will heat up the water and it'll become boiling water gun. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. So that sort of stuff works really well. Um, it's got old school Pokemon gyms. Um, it's got dungeons, raids. The map is huge. It just it it just feels like everything that Pokemon should have done over the last five or ten years, Temtem is doing, um, and it's just a really fun experience. And I I'm thoroughly enjoying the challenge that it's given me. And that that's what for me I always get bored of Pokemon very quickly because there is no challenge to it. It is so piss easy. I could do it with my eyes closed. Whereas Temtem, I actually have to think about what I'm doing. And there's so many occasions where I'll just go into like some tall grass and before I even have a chance to leave, I've, I'm down to one Temtem and all of them have been knocked unconscious. <laughs> um, there's things like there's no experience share. So, you, so for a Temtem to level up, you have to bring it out. It has to have its own time in the battle. Otherwise, it won't yeah. get any experience. Um, and the cool. money aspect is unlike Pokemon where... You, where after you've been to the first town, you're basically a fucking millionaire. Oh, you've just beaten this 10-year-old child in the woods. Here's two grand. Yeah. Like, never makes sense. Um, the maximum I think I've got is five or 600 of... I don't know what the coins are. It's like a little sun. Um, but when you consider that a healing potion or a balm, as it's called in this, is 80 of whatever the currency is, and a single revive is 500. So most most battles you have, you only walk away with somewhere between 80 and 200 of the currency. So that's only like two potions, which is a much better economy. You, ne I never feel like I've got too much money or that I can just buy anything I want whenever I want. Um, See, I, I kind of like those elements of the like the newer Pokemon games. Though, like, I like to not have to worry about the money aspect because that's not what that game's about so much. It's like, oh, I need no, more Pokeballs. But, okay, but the thing, with, yeah, but Pokeballs aren't expensive, and and the thing is, the Tem cards, the things you use to capture the Tem Tems, they only cost something like fifteen of the money. So I've got like fifty of those, but it's the potions and the revives and things like that that cost more, and that's well i feel that pokemon needs to adjust because that's where the challenge is because if you don't if you can just buy all of that stuff and have hundreds of it then there's no challenges there because you can just keep on um, whacking them out whereas most most games i don't even have a revive on me so i can't just revive my temtems willy-nilly and let them die i have to actually think about saving them um but no if it, i mean if you enjoy pokemon and anyone out there that does enjoy Pokemon, I would 100% advise you to look into Temtem. Obviously, it's in it's, it's still in early access, but they've already doubled. So from when we when I first looked at it, it had, I think it was 80 Temtem, and they're now on 140 or 160. I can't remember what the number was, but they basically doubled the amount of Temtem in the game. That's pretty um, cool. And from what I'm understanding is that they're going to keep updating it, adding new maps because there's like multiple different maps in it, adding new maps, adding new dungeons, new raids, and new Temtem. So it's just going to be that ever-growing world that Pokemon could have and should have been a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like it's a more hardcore version of like 
what Pokemon was. It's, it seems a lot deeper and um, obviously with it being it, kind of fan-made as well, they've kind of picked up well, on it, every issue they've it's had with it. It sounds like the game that the kids that were playing Pokemon 20 years ago want now. Yeah, yeah. Like Pokemon stayed at a level where kids that are 12 years old can play the game and not struggle mm -hmm. and whatever. So this is basically just the grown-up Pokemon game that Pokemon won't make because they're keeping a brand for younger ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, if, it has if, to be accessible, doesn't it, for the younger audience? Yeah, I get that. This feels like the Pokemon that I know and love from Pokemon Red and Blue. Like that's the po Pokemon Red and Blue and Gold and Silver, what I grew up with. And when I played them as a child, I found them quite challenging. Um, and yeah. this feels like it's got that same level of challenge. Like it's not so challenging that it's going to, it's not like Dark Souls, I'm going to throw my controller out the window and like <laughs> stamp on my PlayStation challenging. But I have to at least think about what I'm doing and what moves I'm using because otherwise I will end up fucking up and getting murdered yeah. by their Temtems. Um, Plus, one of their Temtems is like an octopus mixed with a butt plug. So, <laughs> it's called, I can't remember, it's called, it begins with like, uh, it's like crack Carabos or something. But basically, it looks like the um, the sex toys that are like tentacles. It looks like a butt plug on top with like some tentacles on the bottom. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll buy the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, mu how much was it again? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the selling point right there. Um, but no, you I mean, if you're into Pokemon, though, I definitely advise checking it out. As I say, it's only £32, and the raids are four man, four man co op raids. So it's co op. The normal gameplay is drop in, drop out co op, but the raids are four player co op, I right, believe. Cool. Don't quote me on that because I'm not 100%, but I'm sure Ryan said to me they're a full player. I haven't got to the rage yet. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Yeah, it's like um, 30 quid on Steam. I've just, just been checking it out. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> worth checking out, um, in my opinion. I think it's I think it's up there, and, it, and I think it's going to push Pokemon to do better. And it, even if that that's all we get from it, like if everybody gets a bit of fun out of it, um, but it does well enough that Nintendo and Game Freak look at it and go, yeah, fuck. We should probably, you know, pull our thumb out of our ass and um and yeah, actually like make version. some changes. Then uh then then it's a then it's a winner in my opinion. Um yeah. So uh before before you just went on to your Nintendo because I know you're going to talk a lot about Switch. I just wanted to mention as well. Um, so we're like heavily into. As you guys know, I'm big on my anime. Um, mm -hmm. I watch a lot of anime. And we're heavily into the spring season now for the anime um, like lineup. But the a week, I say a week ago, about three or four weeks ago, Funimation, which is like the main dubbing country uh, company um, that out there, particularly in the US, they're a US-based company. But again, over in the UK, they're the main dubbing company that that we would use over here, and they have like a Netflix-style service. They've just released their Switch-specific app. Um, and the only reason I wanted to mention it is because if you are into anime and you do want to, you do like watching dubbed anime, Funimation's Switch app is so good. It's by far the best app they've ever bought out considering their PlayStation app is a pile of dog shit that doesn't work half the time. Yeah. Um, which which I find is funny because Sony owns it, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. They bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Sony bought... 
Funimation and yet the Sony app, the app on their specific console and on the PS5 is absolute dog shit. Um, <laughs> Sony's but, like, this is awful. We love it. We'll take it. Yeah. But their Switch one is like fantastically well made. It's a really, really good app. Um, so if you are into anime or want to get into anime, that is a really good way to do it if you've got a Switch. And it's free, the app. So that was all I wanted to say on that. Is it yeah. free to watch stuff? Uh, there is a free membership, yes. Um, With ads or something? Uh, I don't know because I've never had the free free membership. But I know there is a free membership. I've I've only ever had the premium membership for Funimation. Um, Fancy, but I mean it's not too expensive though. It's like I think it's fifty pound for the year, which when you break down um, over twelve months, I think that works out cheaper than um, cheaper than Netflix. buying every season of Naruto on DVD or whatever. I mean, a hundred percent. It's cheaper than buying any season of anime on DVD. <laughs> fucking expensive because <laughs> um, they'll be like oh here's season one but it's in eight volumes and each volume is 15 pounds each yeah. doctor who's the same way i mean for some yeah. reason i tried to buy it one time and i'm like why is there like 15 different special episodes and then like all these different seasons with yeah it's it's expensive i think we have it all on netflix over here yeah we have sure. it on hbo max here yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure else. we can watch it. I was going to say, we've got it all on BBC iPlayer, I'm pretty sure as well. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure most of it's on BBC iPlayer. It's free over here. <laughs> well, I don't know about free. You have to pay TV license. It's, from, it's free enough. I don't know, free, it, almost free. <laughs> almost. Um, anyway, Mike, do you want to get into your, your indie? Yeah, just um, with you saying, I just kind of want to mention about... The switch apps and how it's seriously fucking lacking in switch like in apps mm-hmm. like why is netflix not on there i can i can fucking I watch like netflix on a fridge now like it's so <laughs> readily available fucking everywhere why is it not on the switch put it on the switch what i find strange is um the so the first real like video app we've got is the funimation one which is dubbed anime now considering considering nintendo handheld Massive in Japan, massive all over the world. Um, there are like this, so there's another anime company that does sub anime, and I'm I'm curious as to why they're not on there as well. But yeah. then, like you say, why is like Netflix not on there? Why is Amazon Prime? All of them have got mobile versions of their app. Yeah. It can't be that difficult to transfer their mobile version onto the Switch and make some adjustments for the buttons, like. I mean, I'm not a developer, so I'm probably it's probably a lot harder than I'm making it sound. But surely it's not that hard. <laughs> just saying. If you're yeah. a developer, if anyone can, mess- if anyone can figure out how to put it on there, Nintendo could. Exactly. But if you're a programmer and developer, and I'm just making this sound really easy, and actually it's really fucking hard, let us know. Come, come at me. Tell me how yeah. hard it is. Please let Shane know when exactly he was wrong in the comments. <laughs> please do because uh, it appears it's a weekly thing now yeah um, almost every week almost every week anyway <laughs> indies uh, yeah man i've like i've not had much time to play games this week but i have had a lot of time to buy games because a, a massive <laughs> indie sale on. <laughs> so I've, all this week i've just added to my backlog and just i played about five minutes of each of these games um the one that stood out for me was flint hook it's a game that I've been looking at for ages. Like I saw it on like a recommended 
video, you know, like a yep. top 10 indie games or whatever. Um, so he plays like a, a ghost pirate in space, like a space pirate. And you sold. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a 2D sort of side scrolling roguelike um, where you'll enter a room and you can jump, jump around the room and you also have a hook that you can like kind of hook shot your way around the room. And obviously, like, when you go into the room, the monsters appear, you just shoot them. And then you move on to the next room, and then you keep going like that until you get to, like, the treasure room or the boss room. Um, And, it, like, the music in it is fucking incredible. It's so good. Um, How good are we talking? Are we talking, like, doom good? Like, proper Dan Bush, the touch good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think anything's that good. But... um, He's right. Nothing's that good. <laughs> are we talking like doom level of like I mean, the music? Like, I wouldn't say, it's it's not perfect. it's not the same type of music as doom, but um, it's no, but it's all like, like eight bit, eight bit. If you like, if you into like eight bit, sixteen yeah, bit yeah. like music, like video game soundtracks type stuff. Yeah, um, I was. I don't mean it's in the same as in like it works perfectly with the game and it just gets stuck in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. You like straight into it. Like as soon as the game starts, you're like, "Oh fuck yeah, this is awesome!" Uh, so I've been playing yeah. a little bit of that, and it is really good. I'm definitely gonna play more. It's probably going to be my next big roguelike that takes up hours of my time. Um, another one is Blasphemous, which is sort of like a Souls type game, like Castle Metroidvania, Castlevania type game. I think uh, I've heard about this one. Yeah, it's really really difficult. He plays this kind of monk type character, and he has a massive cone head. Looks ridiculous, but like the gameplay is really solid. I asked um, Cheddar, who's going to be one of our future guests when we book him in. Um, he played it a lot, and I was like, I just need this game, so I bought it. It was on sale. Um, I've not like like I said, I've not had the time to like play a lot of games, so I've just played five minutes. But I've seen a lot of gameplay. It's it's fucking awesome. Like the sixteen bit animation. Again, it's just so good. It's so like detailed, considering it's fucking eighteen bit, sixteen bit rather. Uh, another one. Just just before you go into your next one, cheese. How do you feel about the fact that there might be another cheese-based guest coming soon? <laughs> I was first. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. I just wanted to ask you that. Uh, I played Minute as well recently, like just before we started the podcast, which is. Um, kind of like a Zelda-like, um, like puzzle adventure type game, but like the thing about this is you get sixty seconds to move around the world and do whatever you've got to do, like unlock a puzzle or find an item or whatever. Um, but you have sixty seconds to do it before you like die and respawn at the beginning. Um, so it's it's just like a, a bit of a mad dash around the map. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's really like interesting, unique, and like once you pick up an item, that item stays with you. You just sort of respawn. Um, there's there's has one. It got, has it got Nicolas Cage in it? It doesn't have Nicolas Cage in it. That's a shame. Yeah, it's the one thing. Just think, just thinking about gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fucking awesome film. I absolutely love that film. For for a Nicolas Cage film, it is very good because his films are very hit and miss. <laughs> National Treasure is amazing, though. It is pretty good. 
I mean, some would say is a national treasure. You can't say that you're not from here. <laughs> <laughs> that is our movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yes, your 60, 60 second game. We keep distracting you. Yeah, no, so um, it's fine. <laughs> um, but you meet like characters, like one of them is like a, a, a tortoise or a turtle and he speaks really slowly. So you're like, you're watching the timer tick down. You're like, fucking come on, dude. Like, tell me where the treasure is. <laughs> He's just explaining it really slowly. So it's, it's it's really like charming and fun. And it's about three quid on sale worth picking up. I've I've already had like my three quids worth of entertainment out of it. Um, nice. I can't, I'll probably finish that game. One of the rare ones that I finish. Um, what else have I been playing? Risk of Rain 2, which I, I got that. That was on sale again. Um, I fucking love that game. The music, again, in that is superb. I urge everyone to just go out and listen to Risk of Rain soundtrack. Um, I'm always telling people to just buy shit. It's like a sales podcast whenever <laughs> I'm on. What do you work just... for, Mike? <laughs> literally works for Nintendo at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Although, saying that, I did do this recently. I, I took I took your advice and tried, made someone else buy something. Um, I picked up... I don't know if you've seen it raw in the Nintendo sale where it's just like you play as a dinosaur, you just run around smashing shit up. Oh, nice. um, yeah. Good. It's it's literally just like a 3d. You would, it reminds me a lot of, um, you know, that old Rugrats game where at the end you've got the, the dinosaur smashing through the streets. You mean Reptar? Me yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's got Reptar. a name, Shane. I can't remember <laughs> the dinosaur's name, but anyway, um, I saw it How on there. How dare you? <laughs> and, it, and it was only 89p. How fucking dare you? <laughs> my, um... His name was Reptar and he was a hero. <laughs> I mean, he was a hero. So my <laughs> nephew is four and he fucking loves dinosaurs. So I immediately rang my sister and was like, you need to buy this game. It's 89p, buy it now. Nice. And it worked. She bought it. Yeah. I don't know if he's played it yet, but... But, um, yeah, like, that was it. Anyway, sounds like something Keeps... I'm gonna download after the podcast. Yeah, have a look. <laughs> it's just called War, and it's literally like, as I say, 89p, and you just run around as a dinosaur, just smashing shit up. Are you saying yeah, raw really? or roar? Raw. R O A R. Yes. Okay, I thought you were talking about a game called Raw. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> no, 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 raw. Okay. <laughs> I would have downloaded the wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> about war, mate. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, Risk of Rain. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a roguelike shooter. Um, you... Did you make Max buy this? Yeah, probably. And then never played it with him? Yeah, probably. That sounds like me. That's my <laughs> MO. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty standard. Yeah. Standard. So, uh, yeah, buy it on Switch. It's on sale, everyone. <laughs> buy it now. Buy it now, and he'll never play it with me. Yeah. But don't buy Raw, because that's not the right game. <laughs> Risk of Raw. I also see that you've got two <laughs> two rentals. Obviously, Pokemon Snap, you've already mentioned, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on Snap. Um, and I've I, I rented this previously, and I didn't give it the time of day. Like, I didn't give it enough time. So, I've gone back in and re rented. <gasps> Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, it's, it's, that is <laughs> that is up there. Is if there was a, one of 
one of my top five games that if I could delete it from my memory just to relive it, I would. Yeah. Like I, I like, love I like the whole premise of it, like the strategy combat and stuff and um like the story sounds pretty interesting. It's like three schools, is it? Like a bit like Harry Potter or something. Sure. <laughs> a bit like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, there is three schools, yeah. Right. And like I mean, that's, fighting each other. that's as close to Harry Potter as you're gonna get. Yeah, literally. But the have you played much of it yet? I've not. I've not turned it on yet. I've literally got it like yesterday or something. But I've not. So, I've not had a chance. Um, but probably tonight. I mean, spo- spoiler free, but like the. I, I mean, the combat is fantastic in it. But in between the combat, the each school has a selection of I can't remember how many, but um, has a selection of students. But they're not just like. Um, the same students rinse and repeat like every single student that you interact with and can use is like handcrafted and has a full backstory um has their own everyone single one has like a different personality and as you go through you get to learn depending on which school you chose you get to learn all of the different stories for your students and some of them are just like they're just mad it is is so well done with the the character building considering they say it could be i think it's like 10 or 12 students or something for each school and each one of them is just like handcrafted to have like this beautiful storyline in the background yeah, yeah. um and some of them are really dark as well no it sounds 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 pretty interesting it's good um, I, I hope you I, I really hope you like it because it's it just is, I, I, I feel like i shouldn't have rented it now at the minute because i'm also playing final fantasy 12 zodiac age which is a, another huge rpg and i don't yeah. have the time for two rpgs and i keep making this mistake of like yeah getting really say. really in, in the mood for like playing an like an rpg a, a huge game like long game like talking 100 plus hours to, to complete but i'll be playing two at the same time and i'm just like i get burnt out really quick which beautifully segues on to the next topic it it does beautifully segue as well, as well. I mean, in fact, your your entire section there segues quite nicely because you covered pretty much everything. Um, and so, what what I wanted to talk about today, and it's kind of linked into the tri- triple XP itself and and the way we've been sort of handling it the last couple of weeks, but also our gaming habits, um, especially as the UK. I don't know, cheese, where America's at, and I, I don't really want to know, but. <laughs> especially where the UK's at with coming out of lockdown and going into summer. Um, I know America has lots of different things going on in different states, but the three B's of gaming. So burnout, backlog, balancing. So if we start with balancing, um, obviously we're all adults, we've got shits to do. We've got different hobbies and likes and shit. How do you guys balance your gaming time? (laughs) Jeez, do you want to kick us off? Oh, geez. Um, so I, I guess I would just say that I have kind of like an addictive personality. So like I get really into specific things for short amounts of time and then come back around to it. So like right now, besides Tony Hawk a little bit every now and then, I've hardly played any games in a couple of months. Uh, I think that's just because like I got into 3D printing and... I've been watching like a lot of movies lately and just kind of like doing nothing, which has been nice. But I guess that kind of really comes to like the balancing aspect of it all. It's just like, I think 
when you play video games so much in a short period of time, you're just like, all right, I beat God of War in three days. And that was like a 25 hour game and I sucked at it. So it's probably more like a 30 hour game. <laughs> and I, I was just like, all right, well, I don't know what I'm going to play next. There's nothing that I feel like I need to play. Like, I think Pokemon Snap's really going to be that game that gets me to like, ah, yes, I should probably plug in my Switch to charge because it's been a while. You need but to you it, need to start uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, dude. That, that'll be yeah, the next I do. game for sure. I actually downloaded that on the same PlayStation that I play Tony Hawk on. So that's in like our main living room. So I might actually play that. But I, I just... I don't know. I just get so attached to like a game for a little bit that I don't do anything else. And then when that game's done, I'm like, okay, now I need to do anything else but play. So I haven't done a whole lot of gaming in, I mean, probably at least the last few months, which, and as the seasons are changing too, which sounds super metaphorical, but it's not, I swear it's becoming spring. So <laughs> like that means we can go outside and do things. So I think I'm definitely, I play a lot of games like in the winter when it's cold and snowing outside and there's nothing else to do because it's crappy weather. So I, I, I guess for now it's just, I haven't been doing anything <laughs> and that's been nice. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with us cause obviously we're going into spring as well and it's been really fucking hot here and we've just, I've just spent most of my time outside just cause it's nice weather. Like we're just able to do stuff now that's not gaming like we've had such a long period of like gaming where it's just when all we've done that it is kind of yeah. like nice just doing something else for a bit that's a good point yeah, yeah COVID I think game. changes things yeah. we all gamed so much during COVID and I mean I think most of us started streaming and stopped streaming yeah. maybe started streaming again during <laughs> COVID so it's just like there's other shit to do now and like we've waited so long for COVID to kind of wrap up that the fact that I can go to the movie theater now and saw Kong versus Godzilla or whatever, like, and not eat a hot dog, and we don't we don't do that, man. Oh my god! Uh, like that was nice. Like, we hadn't again. done that. In, <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't done that in so long. And same with like we were able to go to a brewery a couple weeks ago too. And like it's just been nice to be able to get back to things that we wanted to do for so long. That gaming is just not a priority right now. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'll sure. get that. So, Mike, how with inside and outside of COVID, um, how have you been? How do you manage balance gaming before and like say before COVID, during COVID, and now with kids? Because you've got obviously you've got your one, and then the ones you, you've got your ones you have on the weekend as well. Like that's a lot to balance. Yeah, basically, what I do is I stay up to like three a.m. And that's when I play games because, like, that's my free time. <laughs> Basically, I don't sleep ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you gotta, you can only have one, <laughs> and uh, it ain't sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, f I feel that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's literally how I play games. Like, if I'm really into a game, like, I'll be there till three, four, five o'clock in the morning playing, and then I'll regret it the next day. And then do what? it again. Yeah, and then do it again <laughs> the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a lot of games that you play with your kids? Or yeah, any games that you play them? There's, there's a few, yeah. We, I mean, we play like some party games and stuff. Um, things like Mario and they have their own games that they play, like Ben 10 and stuff at the minute that he's playing. Like um, Ollie, my, my oldest son, he's, he's 10. And uh, it was nice 
watching him play Spider-Man and, and really getting into it to the point where, like, he actually platinumed it. <laughs> like, he'd done, like, absolutely everything on it. Um, it was just, like, his favourite game for ages. So it was, it was, like, good seeing him enjoy that game. Like, so I did spend a lot of time just watching him play it, like, rather than playing it for him and he just sit there, watch me do it. Like, he just did it all himself. So, yeah, that was, yeah, that, but... that was pretty cool. Interesting. Interesting. It's just <laughs> curious, really, because I find balancing everything, particularly, as you say, going into the spring-summer period, coming out of lockdown at the same time, coming out of that year where we've just done not a lot but game, um, I'm finding the balancing really difficult at the moment, um, more so than I ever have to between work, especially working from home, and then... Like I've been doing lots to the house, lots in the garden, and now like prepping to go outside again. Um, I find it really difficult to get any sort of gaming time in, or any any sort of meaningful gaming time in. Like I might have an odd hour in the morning, but then I look at it and like oh, I can't be bothered to load anything up because by the time I've loaded it up and got into it, I'm gonna have like this. It's not worth me doing anything, so then I'll just turn it off again. <laughs> Yeah, I get mean, like five minutes in and just turn it off. I think that's why roguelikes for me are just king at the minute because it is literally just drop in, play five minutes, drop out again. Because you know, I'm just trying to find those like spare half an hour or whatever to play. Like yeah, and I, f- I think during, that's why I'm in- during normal waking hours anyway. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think that's why I'm enjoying um Temtem so much because it like auto saves no matter where you stop, so you can literally like do one battle, just come out of it done yeah move on for the day um okay so what about what about backlog then so (laughs) (laughs) firstly i've got a couple of questions around backlog firstly how long is your current backlog and do you find having a backlog puts personal pressure on yourself to play more um or to play either play more or play more games in general Chase? Um, I think, and I think I talked about this last episode I was on, like, since I'm kind of late to the game with a lot of these, uh, like, these franchises, like, these really well-known games, uh, my backlog is never ending, but at the same time, that's awesome because there is always something else to play. I just don't know what it is. It's going to fit, like, my current interests. So, like, being able to play God of War, I played that over in like November, I think it was over a week that I had off of work and I'd wanted to play that game for a long time. For some reason that was the right time for me to play it. And it was so amazing. And that was just one of the many games uncharted was the same way when I started streaming like last March. Uh, but the backlog just never ends. And it's, there's so many games coming out these days. Uh, like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla I got that right when it came out and I have not even touched it for PS5 and I think like I I know I want to play it but I know that that game is going to take so many hours and so much of my time that I like I know if I start it I won't stop so I think the main issue with the backlog is those games that can take so much time you really want to play them and then like Tony Hawk. I never expected that to take like a hundred hours of my life, and here we are. But <laughs> it, that, I don't know. That backlog's never going to end, and that's okay. But 
I guess I just wait until games become free, which is not necessarily the right answer, unless it's something like Pokemon Snap, where I know I can play it leisurely and put it down. Uh, I guess I'm okay with having a backlog that's never-ending. Yeah, I, think, I just will never get to it. <laughs> I think like putting pressure on yourself to finish a backlog is like just su- such an impossible task, especially for me, who like buys a lot of smaller titles and like indie stuff when they're on sale. And like, I'm co- I constantly find myself scrolling through sale pages on on game sites and stuff like that more than I, I actually play games. So I'm just constantly yep. adding to that backlog of like, I'll just pick this up because it's cheap, or I've got some like spare gold coins on nintendo so I'll, I'll grab like one of the cheaper games and and see what that's like for a bit and then so yeah i'm just constantly adding to that backlog it's never gonna I end think for game, me. game pass makes it harder too because the more options you have the harder it is to pick one like you don't know what you're missing out on or what might be leaving the the uh, game pass next like you just don't know those things so it's mm. it's one of those things where if you have too many options like before you used to have to rent at least here like you had to rent the game or you had to buy the game that was it we didn't have subscription services where we could just play whatever was in the library so it used to be such a more like a like you would go spend the money to get that game so you were already more invested like it just seems like gaming is such a casual hobby now because it's so easy to just get a game without going anywhere mm. that that backlog will literally be infinite yeah, and as well with with like Game Pass, like I find myself just looking at that and downloading games and, and never actually getting around to playing them, just yeah, because it's same. just like infinite choice. It's like trying to pick that film on Netflix. There's like just so much choice there that it's like what I always compare it to like an all you can eat buffet, and it's like you know if I had to pick one thing to eat for the next sixty hours or whatever that I'm playing yeah. it, it's like what am I gonna pick? Like what's worth the time yep. kind of thing. Yep. So I can never, I can never like just reach a decision on that either. Yeah, I get that. And the part of the reason I wanted to ask this one is because I'm sort of taking a bit of a different stance to backlog um, now because, like you guys, I had a massive backlog and I inadvertently not I wasn't going out of my way to put pressure on myself, but I inadvertently was putting pressure on myself to clear that. Not necessarily clear it, but almost feeling bad for not making any dents into it yeah um and kind of feeling quite negative towards my backlog so i've kind of i've decided that basically i'm just gonna bin it off yeah essentially um bin off my backlog and uh, think about it from a different perspective and that's like like kind of like what you was it kind of a little bit of what you were saying cheese um but so if if a game comes out and I don't play it in the time in the allotted time frame that I'm going to have to play it before something else comes out that's going to take my attention, then I'm just not going to play it. I'm just going to allow myself to know that that's just not going to happen until it comes out for free, essentially, or on a really good sale. Mm. Um, so I'm going to try and take away that pressure of feeling like I have to play a title just because it's come out. With the stuff that does come out for free that's in my library, I'm not going to think about my library anymore as a backlog, but more like Netflix in that at no point in my life have I ever considered that I'm going to or should watch every single thing on Netflix. <laughs> I'll just dip into the odd thing that I want to see when I want to see it. And I'm going to kind of, I think I'm going to start looking at my backlog 
more like that in that it's less about me going about me feeling like I have to play these games to experience them and just that they're there if I need them yeah as a and kind of think just try and t- sort of twist the the mentality of what a backlog is in my mind a little bit to make it feel less negative um because as you say otherwise it's impossible it's it, there's too many games coming out too quickly to be at what especially if you're an adult with jobs and children yeah. and ch- lives and what like it's it's impossible to keep up there's yeah, it's just totally. there's physically not enough hours in the day and i mean you look at this month alone well i say this month but may pokemon snap which is hundred well anywhere between 50 and 100 hours i don't know how long it's going to take to complete that game i think the first one was like three hours long or something it's really fucking short so I hope it's longer than that. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah, going to be really short then. Um, <laughs> but then you've got the Mass Effect trilogy. Um, and that's just the first two off the top of my head. I'm sure there's other games coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's going to be a massive long game. And I'm kind of just... It's like, oh, I could rent Mass Effect. Am I going to put in... I really want to play it, but am I going to put in the time I need to to be able to complete that game? Yeah. Probably not. It's a long fucking um, game as well. And there's three of them. It's a long ass series. Exactly. I mean, Bravely Default 2, which I've currently got on rent, and Yakuza, I'm sending them both back tomorrow. I have not completed either of them because yeah. I just know every time I look at loading them up, I'm just, I'm almost getting, it's almost like getting anxiety over the fact that I know I'm not going to complete them. So I don't feel like I should just even bother. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just like, um, becomes a chore doesn't it you're like oh, i've got to fucking play this because like you know it needs to go back and i'm kind of wasting my money just renting the one game yeah that's, so now that's I'm just how i look at renting anyway i tend to try and rent shorter titles i know i've rented a really fucking long game but um i'll try and rent like the shorter nintendo titles and stuff yeah things like like i rented all the dooms and the wolfensteins and that but then they're 20 hours knock them out be done with it I feel like I've already put 20 hours into Bravely Default and I'm not anywhere on it at all. Yeah. So it's a tough one. But that's that's kind of how I'm changing up the way I look at my backlog because otherwise I just... And if basically if it's installed on my PS4, it's never getting played. That's just it's just that's just an acceptance I'm making now. I don't turn on the PS4 to play games anymore. I only turn on the PS5. Yeah. So if it's if it's installed on the PS4, it's just never being played. It's I think as simple as that. With um with my backlog, it's it's helped me not having my PS4 because it broke, um and mm. obviously not being able to get a PS5 anytime, probably this year, um, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ever. Um, so it's helped me focus on those titles that I missed out on Switch, like um Paper Mario and um some of the shorter like just Nintendo adventure type ones that I've missed out on like so I have been making a dent in like a Nintendo backlog but I, like still I'm I'm buying games constantly and constantly adding to it but with like the bigger titles um I tend to be making making a bit of a dent in those whereas um the smaller indie titles are just continually added on <laughs> like there's no yeah. end to those no, but they, but then I, that's, with those smaller indie titles as well, they're to me, they are your Netflix catalogue of gaming. They're your dip in and watch an episode here or dip in and watch an episode there, but not have to really commit to anything. Yeah. Um, whereas a backlog to me feels like you've got to commit to playing everything on it, whereas 
treating that indie selection as more of a, just a, a Netflix gaming pick and mix. Mm. Um, I can dip in and do an hour on Carrion and then I can dip in and do an hour a minute and know that you've had, you've played it. And are you realistically going to complete all of those indies? Do even most of them have a complete ability to them? Or are yeah. they like roguelikes that you're just going to dip in and out of? I mean, I, I buy a lot of roguelikes because it's just the perfect sort of style of game for the Switch, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. But, but yeah, there's just there's no end to a lot of them. So, yeah. for... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, if there is an end, then I'm not never fucking reaching it because there's always <laughs> another game to, to, to take its place. Something takes over before you get to that. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, you buy... I buy a new game and I'll play it for a week and then something else will come out and I'll be like, fuck. And mm. now I'm never playing that game again because I'm now distracted by this new game. Yeah. I think when, when that game's like the last of us two or those really, really big titles that I've been super excited for come out and I get a release day, then I, I just solely focus on playing that, like, and just getting, getting it finished. Cause I feel like the next game that comes out, is just going to be like a distraction. Yep. Exactly. I mean, that. if you, and, and when you put it that way, too, kind of like what I said earlier, like we all kind of have that addictive personality, at least for games. Like it's just an interest hopping thing. It's just the nature of gaming. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. that kind of links into the third part of this topic, which is um, burnout. So obviously burnout comes in different forms. But how how often do you guys suffer from burnout whether that be of a specific game or in gate of gaming in general cheese you've already kind of touched on this um and what what do you do to remedy that how do you how do you deal with burnout when it does arrive i mean for me it's like once a week <laughs> where i'm like oh yeah playing tony hawk this is fun you know what i should go play something else like my playstation 5 that's just gathering dust on my desk uh like I don't know. It just seems like every now and then it's like, oh, I should read a book. And then it's like, well, I don't really want to read a book, so I'll play a video game. And then you're like playing the game. You're like, you know what? I really should go do something else. Or like now that I'm married, I have to do things my wife tells me to do. So she like wants <laughs> to go on walks and stuff and get supper, dinner, whatever. Like it's, I don't know. There's There's some elements outside of my own control that are like trying to make me balance myself out. Namely, like my job and my wife, I guess two important <laughs> things. Uh, just in case she ever listens to this, she, I, I covered it. I'm good. Um, so it's, I, I don't know. I guess I just don't put much emphasis on gaming these days. It's more of a, a hobby when I want to play games. Like it's there, but it's not like mm. where I was streaming six days a week to an audience of zero and I was just playing my backlog. Like those days were awesome, but that was also during COVID. Like now it's like, okay, I need to be an adult. I had to do some household chores today. <laughs> I still have to plan a wedding for October. Like there's other crap that I have to do. So I know it's there if I want to play like just this morning, I turned on the PlayStation and played Tony Hawk for the first time in like a week, but before that i'd played more it's it's just like i i don't feel the need to play games anymore like i don't care that i'm missing out on some game like uh whatever everybody's playing right now like i just don't care <laughs> yeah 
given that'll probably change tomorrow where I'm like, okay, fine. I will spend $60 on Pokemon snap. Like yeah. I, I don't think I need it, but I'm sure I'll get it just like I did with Mario Bowser's fury or whatever that came out a couple months ago that I never finished. It's just, I, I feel like I need to care. And so sometimes I do, but most of the time I don't care about gaming. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah like i get it because it's just it's just priorities isn't it and it's gaming just well and like i don't up. have anything better i don't have anything better to do it's just like i think <laughs> there's other things i need to be doing i'm the one person of anybody in our friend group that could probably game seven hours a day and get away <laughs> with it like but i just don't care i i'm totally happy coming home from work and laying on the couch and watching movies until it's time to go to bed like that's just where I'm at these days and enjoying it while I can. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Mike, I, I mean, I know you get burnt out basically game by game, but yeah, it's, every yeah, game, few hours, game by game basis. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, like I said earlier, like I spend a lot of time just looking at what game I want to play. And like, I feel like a, I mean, gaming is like my only real hobby. So I feel like I need to do it. And then sometimes I just don't want to. Uh, so I'll just sit there and be like, oh, what should I play? What should I play? And I'll flick through loads of games. I'll download some stuff and then I'll, uh, you know, wait for the download or whatever. And then it's, um, I get to play in it. I'll like turn it on and then I just be like, ah, no, don't want to play this. Uh, and then I'll just like start <laughs> looking again, like what I want to play. So it's just, it's just a constant loop of like, ugh, like, because sometimes I'm just exhausted from the day or whatever. And I'll get home, be like, oh, chill out time. Kids are in bed. Let's play some games. And I'll just sit there at the screen and just be like, I am so tired. I can't do this. <laughs> like, So, like, burnout comes with, like, the amount of energy that I've got <laughs> from, like, the day or whatever, like, if I've been to work or whatever. So, yeah, that's, like, for me, like, burnout's just a constant thing. <laughs> We've been doing that with like Netflix lately. Like I'll ask Becca what she wants to watch and she's like, I don't know. And then she'll open Netflix. I'm like, no, you have to pick something. We are not going to scroll aimlessly for an hour trying to land on the perfect movie. Like yeah, yeah. just, just no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so I'm guessing you're one of those people that's really difficult when they say like, what do you want to eat? And you're like, I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's usually pizza when I'm, <laughs> it's just bread, isn't it? Just yeah, bread, it's like just bread. All you want to eat. Anything bread and bread. cheese. Something on Brett, please. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm like I'm like that with gaming, but with with movies and stuff, I tend to just pick, like pick what I've not seen yet. Or, but then I'll, I'll give it like five minutes before I like switch to the next thing. <laughs> I feel like I've got like ADHD or something. Maybe I just can't yep, focus I think on things. <laughs> I actually think you genuinely might have. Oh, I've just not got like the energy and like. The speed, the speed that comes with it, like not like, built for speed. Yeah, like <laughs> my thought processes aren't rapid at all. <laughs> really <laughs> slow. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's not a sentence I was expecting you to say, but <laughs> I, I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a slowpoke. I, I'm, yeah. I am a pure sloth. <laughs> Absolutely, that's why everything. Nice. Every piece of artwork that I've commissioned from like number one gun has been a sloth because it's just like it's just too real for me. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And um, yeah, no, I get that. Like, 
part of the reason why I chose this topic today is because I am going through a major video game burnout right now. Um, and I, so I don't tend to get them. I do get them game, but not every game. Like I, I have a mixture of both of you guys. Um, I tend to find big open world games. I get huge burnout after a while. Valhalla is one that I'm currently struggling to get back into, even though I haven't played it for months. Um, I recently have had huge burnout to the point that I've uninstalled it, Destiny 2, and I never want to talk about it again. Um, Nobody, I, I nobody's going to make you, dude. Don't worry. Good. Um, <laughs> I find that I've, I've realised I have a pattern, and it's only just recently that I real, I've realised this, that I know when I'm getting video game burnout because my anime watching goes through the roof. Yeah. Like, I'll go... I'll go five or six months of just maybe watching one or two shows weekly. And then I'll get to a, I'll go to a point where I'm barely get playing anything and I'm watching like eight or nine shows and I'm watching shows that I would never normally watch. And I'm just like, I'll just give this show a go. I'll just give this show a go. And I'm literally trying. I've got about 18 animes on the go at the moment because I'll literally just try anything. Whereas, like, you know, I'll load up the PlayStation and I'll look at all my games and go, oh, I don't really want to play any of them, but I feel like I should play something, but I also don't want to play any of them. Yeah. Um, just feels like such that. a waste of time when you do that as well. Yeah, and then I'm like, I've just lost 10 minutes only just to go back to watching more anime. Yeah. <laughs> because I've realised that I don't want to play any of the game. But because it's that, I've opened up that piece of free time. I'm now like, I need to use this free time for gaming because I don't get a lot of gaming time but I don't want to play any of my games and there's not a single game that I own or want to own that I do want to play and now I'm just stuck in this loop of I feel like I should game and now I feel bad that I'm not gaming but I'm just going to do something else instead and like you say lose 25-30 minutes in the process of just realising that you don't want to play a game to start with Um, so I found that that's how I deal with burnout is just that I like a bit like you were saying cheese I just as soon as I get to a point where I'm like I'm burnt out by games I just watch a fuckload of TV mm. um, watch a lot more ice hockey watch a lot more anime catch up with some shows that I either have missed out on or never got to see the first time um, and just all of my focus goes into watching and like I say even watching shows that I would never normally consider watching I'm like yeah I'll watch that Cause just because it's a reason to not game almost yeah. It gives me a reason to do something that isn't gaming because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll watch that really fucking random anime about volleyball because, you know, <laughs> and I did actually watch a really random anime about volleyball and I really enjoyed it. But <laughs> <laughs> the point being, like, that's not something I would normally wake up and go, that's what I really want to watch today is a yeah. show about volleyball. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at at the moment with, with, with uh, Burnout. Yeah, very burnt out. I get it a lot with um I know you, you mentioned like open world games. Like for me, I if I'm in an open world game and I have to go from one place to another and it feels like a chore, I'm just like, nah, turning it off. <laughs> like if, if it's heard... a if it's a ball ache to walk there or whatever, like this is why I don't get on with the Witcher. Um because it's just it can just be a ball ache just to get to somewhere and it's like oh I'll just play yeah, something that's else. One like, those, that's one of those games that I bought because I thought I'd like to play it someday, and I know I never will. Yeah. Maybe when it gets this PS5 upgrade, because I bought it, I played it on PS4, and I know I didn't get very far, but it's 
they're doing like a PS5. Well, that's if CD Projekt Red ever like recovers from Cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> they're they're meant to be doing a PS5 upgrade, and that's when I might play it again. But what I was going to say is the I, I can't remember who it was. Probably the um, uh, what's good gaming team. I was oh, listening yeah. to one of the podcasts, and they were talking about map fatigue. Um, and I think that's like the when it comes to open world games, like that's the best description of burnout in mm. massive games. It's just map fatigue. You just get bored of this giant map that you've got to like say walk around or ride around. Yeah, just you just get bored of the same sites and the same bollocks, and it's just like oh, it's just this map. It's just too big. And I almost wish that sometimes games would just make their maps a bit smaller because I get to a point where it's like this map's just too big. Get map fatigue from just looking at the map, let alone moving around on the map. <laughs> yeah, um, a a good example of like when it works is when it's like fun to travel around. Like Spider Man does it perfectly, where you literally can just spend hours just zipping around the city and swinging because you are Spider Man. Um, but Spider Man's not a big map. It's actually a very small map. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's pretty big. <laughs> Not when you compare it to the likes of... But it's, I mean, it, it might be because of, as Mike was saying, the speed of which you move around it. I think if you, you were to, if you were to drop Spider-Man to the ground and just run there, then it would be fucking huge and it would be a ball ache. But because yeah, it's so fun, so fun and so fast to like zip around the city and swing around, then it becomes like less of a chore. I might look up... Um, not right now because my phone's on charge... I might look up how big the map is in comparison to others, because, but like you say, it probably is bigger than it feels. Mm. But like I think about like the Red Dead Redemption map, for example, yeah. and I can think of a more boring map. Yeah. Um, just I, oh, here's like twenty fucking years of desert. Yeah, um, I actually enjoyed um, the Red Dead Redemption map and the traveling in that, because you just I, I don't know, you just feel like a cowboy. So. Red Dead Redemption. I didn't get it. Is, it is fun for a little bit because, like, that game is a beautiful game. Yeah. And then, like, you can kill deer and mountain lions and stuff. So, for a while, it is fun. But then, after a while, yeah, I, I could see how it's like, all right. Like, Grand Theft Auto is kind of that way where it's like, seriously, that's going to take me forever to drive there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's when you've been playing the game for long enough and then the, the thing comes up and it's like, oh, yeah, you're next objective is the other end of the map and you're like oh do i have to yeah it's so far away and then you start looking at what's the closest i can fast travel to and then you're looking at that and you're like it's still really far away i'm I'm already fast traveling i'm already looking at my game library again at this point (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um i really enjoy the game some of the games i really enjoyed recently are the ones that use like um let's more multiple maps but smaller so yeah, uh, what was that game we played not that long ago? It was last year. Um, oh, the not Bethesda. Who's the other company? My brain's gone. That's Bio- very much like Bethesda. Bioware. No, 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 no. The, they did that um, space one last year. Out Outer Worlds. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh fuck, I can't remember the name. Yet. But they're very like Bethesda-y in there. They did like one of the fallouts i think didn't they or something i can't yeah. remember the time my, my brain has completely gone out the window yeah they did uh, vegas yes um so they because they did like lots of little maps didn't they and then you flew your spaceship you just teleported like or teleported to you flew to each map 
that feels much even though all of those maps together are probably the same size as like a Red Dead Redemption map because they're in smaller chunks the map fatigue didn't hit me because yeah. I was never looking at this huge map going oh this is just too far to travel because I was looking at lots of little maps yeah, yeah. Uh, so I really enjoy like when games do that at the moment mm. just a good, good, good example of that is um, uh, Monster Hunter Rise like you have five or six different maps uh, all quite small but there's a lot of like hidden detail in there so you like every time you go you'll like find this new area that you've never been to before because it's it's just like really dense and compact and there's a lot to explore but it doesn't feel like a chore to like get around yeah uh, even again it does a good job of of making the traveling fun like you can jump on the on your dog and that you yeah. ride it around the map at like high speed well even once to hunt the world like each of the areas is actually quite small like to physically run around the entire area like the one you're in doesn't take long at all no um and they're actually surprisingly small and because there's so many little shortcuts around everything like you can run from one corner to the other corner relatively quickly mm. um and i have started playing that again recently uh enjoying well, that a lot yeah 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 because i still haven't played the iceborne stuff um, no, I never got around to it. I did buy it on PlayStation, so as soon as I get a PS5, I'll be playing it again. Well, just before we end this topic and move on to the the last part of the show, um, the you know the the wire thing in Rise, mm-hmm. is that like the clutch claw? Um, kind of, but you just use it more freely. Because that's they brought the clutch claw in in Iceborne and um, to World. It's like, it's like, like an evolution. It's like an evolution of it, basically. Yeah. Interesting. Just curious. That was all. Um, anyway, no, that was uh, that was solid. Let's uh, let's move on to the tiny bit of news we've got. Um, I know you guys haven't bought any news this week, but there's a couple of stories I wanted to raise with you both mm-hmm. to tie up the episode. Um, I don't know if you've read too much into any of these. Um, so, firstly, Amazon games division i don't know i think that's just what they were calling their games division i can't remember what it was actually <laughs> called they uh they've cancelled their lord of the rings mmo that was being built um right. due to some differences that was so some differences in some production stuff and like creative ideas uh it sounded it we hadn't actually ever seen any footage i don't believe no, uh, we so. might have done but i don't think there was any footage um but it's. I mean, the way it was described, it sounded really good. But yeah, for whatever reason, they've decided to to bin it. Shame, because um, you know I, don't, I feel like we haven't had a really good Lord of the Rings game in a long time, and I'm not a huge fan. But I did fucking love uh, War in the North. Was it War in the North? That was really good. Uh, where you played it like Shadow the Fellowship, Mordor, or whatever it is. Oh no, not not them. Oh speed. right, okay. Older than that. Um, there was one there was one where you played as like uh an elf uh dwarf and a ranger but they weren't the the fellowship team they were like a fake version of them they were like the the, the b team team. yeah Um, that game was great uh so yeah it'd be good to have a i feel like we could do with a good lord of the rings game i know we've got um golem coming but Hmm. i don't that's more of like a stealthy thing 
that's not the that's not the living game, game I want. I want to punch Hawks in the face. Yeah. I don't want to be sneaking around. Um, I'd love a Lord of the Rings game similar to the way they did Fallen Order. Have it just about one guy and have like a little sub story. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Or Tom yeah, Bombadil. Tom really Bombadil's good. a game. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Make it so. <laughs> um, the other bits of news are just out of the Sony camp. There was two things that came out of the Sony camp in the last two weeks that I wanted to mention. Um, so I don't know if you guys heard about the PS3 Vita shops being closed, being shut down. Yeah, there was like a huge uproar about that, wasn't there? Yeah, which I, I mean, personally, I don't really get the uproar because they're both very old consoles now and they you can't expect them to keep the shops for them open forever. I mean, it costs money to run those servers. Um, mm. But yeah, Sony announced that at the end of the month, they were going to be shutting down the Vita store and shutting down the PS3 store. So you'd no longer be able to purchase games for those uh, digitally. Uh, but any games you did have would still be fine, all the usual technical shit uh after masses of uproar they turned around and went yeah soz we uh we made a huge mistake it's not the right time to close these services down we're gonna keep them open so um the fans win again yeah i mean fair play like it doesn't really affect me because i don't have any of those consoles but yeah i know i know a few people who play them and and are like avid users of them still and Still buy games in the Vita store and things like that. So, so yeah. yeah so, so no, that fair, fair play to the fans. Um, and then the last one, and this is probably the most important story because it's quite interesting where Sony's going with this. So, Sony is trialing a film slash TV service as part of its PlayStation Plus service in Poland. Um, and basically, from my understanding, from what I read on The Verge, is that it will give, if you've got, the people who have already got a PlayStation Plus subscription will gain access to essentially a PlayStation Plus version of Netflix that will have all of the Sony-owned films on them. Um, so what you're looking at, like Spider-Man, uh, that Bloodshot film, I think that was Sony. Um, they've got quite a few specific things under their belt, like franchises that they own and film sets that they own. And basically anything that's developed and or owned by Sony Pictures would be on this service, uh, but it would become as part and parcel of PlayStation Plus. So it doesn't sound like they're looking at it as a separate paper service, but actually built into PlayStation Plus. Yeah, um, I mean, not not quite the answer to Game Pass, but a decent enough, um, a decent enough enough offering if it does happen. Yeah, um, I mean. Movies in it, more more movies. That's great for free. If you already have PS Plus, great. Yeah, I know it's not plus Sony. I Sorry. mean, and Sony has a pretty extensive library, so it should be an interesting option. I mean, they've done quite a bit of stuff under their own. Uh, yeah, their their studios, so it should be interesting. Especially I, I because Netflix won't have everything. I'm sure there's specific stuff that Sony holds off for other options other streamer streaming services but i think it should be a nice little added boost kind of like when they did the playstation plus titles or whatever that library was i mean you get a good chunk of stuff out of your playstation plus subscription now yeah totally. yeah yeah definitely 
and if if they opened that up and made it accessible so like if you're on playstation plus you get it for free but you if you're not on playstation plus like and you're not interested in playstation plus but you can right. rate like get that service at a cheaper a cheaper rate than playstation plus um that'd be pretty cool as well like if there are people that aren't interested in the gaming side of it but they, they're they happy to pay the I don't know, like three pound a month for the film side. Um, that could make Sony a little bit of extra money on the side. But like you say, they've got they've got a very good library of of films. I don't think they've got much TV. I think it is mostly films. Um, but they've got a massive library, and why not put that library to good use? Especially with more and more services now going digital, more and more companies having a digital streaming library slash service obviously got hbo got hulu disney netflix amazon like it it just makes good sense for sony to get in on that action yeah just makes sense so i I mean i'm down for it yeah definitely we'll have to just wait and see uh wait and see how how it works out in poland and if they like it yeah I mean, it's interesting they've chosen Poland specifically. I I don't know why that is, why they've not done, like, some worldwide tests, but, like, with small numbers of people that are invited to trial it, but they're just trialling it in Poland. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they've got a lot of films in Polish. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe something's really big in the film industry <laughs> over there. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But either way, I think it's a it's an interesting thing from sony there was also that comment recently from uh, was it jim ryan who said something heads, around, it, about was it like an answer to game pass is coming yeah basically. I'm sure it was jim ryan he said like yeah that sony will have an answer to game pass and it will be announced fairly soon and that the playstation plus collection was just the beginning yeah It'd be interesting to see if that ever actually pays pays off to be anything. But um, I mean, the PlayStation Plus collection is still pretty good. So yeah, I mean, it seems like Sony's got some stuff on the, you know, stuff cooking in the pot kind of thing, and they're just waiting for the right time to be like, here's the answer yeah. to everything. <laughs> like, I mean, ultimately, in my opinion, you you've got Game Pass. Cheese, do you have Game Pass? Yep, I do. So I, I've not got it, but I've looked through it extensively. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Eighty percent of what's on there isn't worth your time. I agree. A lot, a lot of it is like six out of ten. Um, yeah. But what what I realised recently is, if you were to get like a, you know, whatever the latest Xbox is called, I forget now. Series is it? Or, yeah. yeah. Six. Series X. Yeah. So if you were to get that and just get Game Pass, there's not much on there that's new in terms of like, you know, not exclusive, but like exclusive to that console. I think there's medium on there and that's it. That's all you can yeah, play for this is for what... that specific console. Otherwise yeah, exactly. you're just gonna be you're just gonna be playing Banjo kazooie on the latest console. Like it doesn't make <laughs> and, any sense. And outriders. Yeah. Uh, on there but but this is my point though like when 80 percent plus of game pass is just absolute waffle um arguably the playstation collection is a refined answer to game pass 
And if that collection continues to not, not even if it grows, but if over the months they take some games off and add new games on and it changes and they're continuously adapting and developing that collection, mm. um, that arguably is your answer to Game Pass anyway, because what's that 12 top quality games, which is probably about the same amount that Game Pass has on it for the AAA front. Mm. But that's just my opinion anyway. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I guess it, it kind of depends on what type of games you, you're after and, and things as well, but but yeah. I mean, if you're a, if you're a, our blog writer, then all you want is Skyrim in every single format. Oh wait, that's also you. <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. Um, but let's not get into Skyrim anyway. Uh, Mike, <laughs> do you want to do you want to wrap us up? Uh, yeah. So that was that was it. That was the episode. Um, yeah. Join us next week when we have. Um, I don't know. Someone. Yeah, someone. Well, someone. We'll figure it out. Maybe Sarah. Sarah's not been in for a while. Maybe we'll ask Sarah. Yeah, I was uh, gonna it'll probably it. just be me again. Yeah, yeah. Or cheese. Again. <laughs> <laughs> just can't get rid of him now. He's just there for. He's just always there. I'm that stray cat that you fed that keeps coming back. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you know, you can find us on all the socials like Triple XP. You, you can search that up. We have a Discord. You can join if you want to like carry on the conversation. That's cool. Also, small announcement. I started streaming again, so you can find me on Twitch if you want to like just chat about random off-topic stuff. Just a little shameless plug there <laughs> just to tie up the episode. So, yeah, catch you next time, guys. Bye.